yes, and as we are concluding chapter five in the strategic planning direction, I just gave you a nice sample of another song that should reinforce our theme of direction. We have begun to figure out through direction options and objective which way is up. And now as we conclude chapter five, we will make sure to move in the right direction. As we left off moving into the specific marketing plan objectives that set the benchmarks along the way of the direction in terms of what to achieve. And these objectives differ depending on which of the three direction routes we choose. The objectives for growth will differ for, from objectives for maintenance and from objectives for retrenchment. But in either case, it is the objectives that some people call deliverables that actually progress us along the chosen planning direction. So we were talking about how in the actual real world planning, there's no substitute for hands-on data. And as we look at slide 512, and we were already commenting on how each of these determine the objectives. And I wanted to emphasize for those of you who took the group activity in earnest and pulled up those detailed tables and detailed data for the demographic, geographic, psychographic, and purchase behavior uh, descriptors, it is so obvious why effective planning relies on precise data. When you have that hands-on understanding of the target segment's data profile, the types of objectives you set are so much more appropriate. I wanted to emphasize that. Of course, in addition to the target segment, we've already identified the current situation of the marketplace and competition and company, as well as the environmental issues, external environment, as well as the organization's internal environment, mission and goals, and then the image that we've chosen for the brand through positioning. All of these combine to determine the types of objectives. But as we move uh, into uh, the criteria for effective objectives, we would know. They need to be specific, time-defined, and measurable because understand what we are doing in the progression of marketing planning is setting the table for the marketing mix elements that follow. their strategies associated with product, place, promotion, and price, and they will be aligned and guided by, shaped by the direction we set. So if we set specific, defined, and measurable objectives, then it will be easier and more likely that the objectives will be understood and performed by each of the marketing mix 
uh, strategy and program directors. And if they're not specific, time-defined, and measurable, they will be less clear, less likely to be achieved, achieved ineffectively, and in the cases of not measurable, would not know whether they were achieved or not. So important. Realistic, because we are not infinitely capable. We don't have infinite resources, infinite knowledge, uh, infinite uh, uh, capabilities. Uh, but we want to optimize our resources and capabilities so they should be challenging but realistic. Obviously, we've already talked about consistency with the mission and overall goals. Objectives are just shorter term and more limited magnitude uh, than the goals and more accountable for delivery by our staff and managers. And so they should still be consistent with the broad organizational mission and broad uh, uh, vision, as well as the longer term, higher magnitude goals. The objectives are just a stair step down on how to achieve the goals that chart the direction. We've already mentioned at the outset that direction infers and implies consistency with the internal environment analysis and the external environment analysis of opportunities and threats that, that forges the direction we chart. And so these, uh, as we are setting objectives, also condition the objectives as they have influenced the direction that the objectives serve as benchmarks along the path. Let's get to the specific types of objectives. There are three primary types of objectives, and we will learn there are two secondary objectives that are equally important. Marketing objectives are first. Obviously, these are not uh, listed in alphabetical order because F, financial objectives, comes before M. These are listed in terms of planning priority. And we are marketing planners, and the marketing objectives are most important. And we'll find that those marketing objectives deal with customers, the uh, successful purchases of customers, which achieves sales and also achieves market share, the repeat loyalty of customers and the relationships developed. And even we will find that the marketing objectives include relationships with the channel members and intermediaries that facilitate customer awareness, purchase, and delivery. Obviously, when we achieve marketing objectives, we are in business. And so business translates marketing objectives into financial objectives. And that's why we set financial objectives that are consistent with what would flow from achieving the marketing objectives. So if there's a certain customer market share or certain customer purchase volume, we translate the purchase volume into sales revenue. We translate the market share into growth. We translate the revenue from the market purchases less the cost into profit and hence we have financial objectives and we will find that we can even take a percent of profit 
on top of the invested expenses and get a return on investment as a financial objective. Societal objectives are unique and important because not everyone in society is going to be our customer, but they are communities that can influence us indirectly through our customers, even as social media blogs and communities or in the neighborhoods are coming and going and can influence the overall public perception. So we want to take into account these diverse communities, whether they're customers and investors or not. We sometimes call them stakeholders because whether you are directly involved with a company or brand as a part of the same society, you are a stakeholder and have different uh, aims and advocacy, things that you advocate on behalf of. And the brand or the company may not be seen as necessarily a supporter of the community or the stakeholder. That's not necessary all the time. We cannot please all people as a company or brand, and we cannot be all things to all people. But we can recognize the shared societal presence and attempt to mitigate any conflicts or inconsistencies with our brand and company marketing objectives by supporting and championing the societal objectives that the community and stakeholders care about. So this is separate from the setting of marketing and financial objectives but complementary with them and even synergistic because effectively using societal objectives can mitigate conflicts and catalyze uh, compatibility where it would not have otherwise existed. Simply by identifying and championing and supporting societal, community, and stakeholder uh, interests and causes as a way of helping them to understand the positive aspects of the company and brand, even if the products and brands and the way in which our targeting strategies are executed don't directly include certain communities as stakeholders, the societal objectives can be inclusive and diverse. And we now go into the details that I have already really given uh, a pretty uh, thorough explanation of, but here we have them specified as they are probably identified in some of the pool items. And so we can see marketing objectives, deal with the customer, acquiring the customer, sales, retaining the customer, loyalty, satisfying the customers, uh, part of the calibration of customer research and, and, and the composition of features and benefits in the products and services will uh, deliver satisfaction as well as effective customer service uh, breeds customer satisfaction. Channel relationships, I mentioned, intermediaries that facilitate access and awareness of customers, those have to be achieved through marketing objectives. The unit sales of products and services uh, that result in sales and revenue and the market share that is the uh, customer's purchases 
compared to competitive brands and companies. And that's our market share, the product development, that we look at what customers want and need and the benefits they seek, and that we develop products and services in a way that continues to address the, the uh, desires of customers and order fulfillment, that the logistics component of receiving and ordering and the payment processing um, is taken into consideration as part of our marketing objectives. We've already mentioned that the financial objectives in slide 516 should stem from achieving the marketing objectives, but we know that they will uh, be consistent and we know that even they can be used for short-term and long-term. So the financial objectives may be sacrificed in the short term to achieve a coveted marketing objective in the long run. This is done all the time. If we believe that we can pick up market share from competitors, we may make a decision to accept less profit in a, for a transitory period by lowering the price. That lowering the price will achieve customers that we might not have otherwise achieved. We know about that as price elasticity, decreasing price, increasing demand. And once we have achieved uh, the uh, new customers and we believe that the value and benefits of our product will make them prefer our product, we can then strategize to increase the price and make up for that short-term transitory decrease in profit with a lower price by increasing the price once customers have become satisfied and loyal. So this means that the financial and marketing objectives should be consistent, but they do not have to always be in lockstep. We can decide to sacrifice a financial objective for a marketing objective. And given the uh, status of investment and shareholders, we may even make the option of sacrificing a marketing objective in the short term, like a new product development or, or new product launch. If the financial objectives don't make that feasible and then launch it in a future uh, time period when the financial objectives uh, are more consistent. So there is a calibration of this consistency between financial and marketing objectives. And then, of course, the specific financial objectives we refer to, sales volume for particular product targets, profitability targets, the return on investment target, which is your profit divided by the amount of financial investment that was required, and in the break-even target, which is a calculation that identifies the number of sales that have to be achieved, number of product sales that have to be achieved in order to cover all of your costs. And after that break-even, you are profitable. But the break-even can be charted along a timeline that you not only know that you'll be profitable after a certain uh, level of sales, but you will know which time during the year that that level of sales of break-even will be achieved to help you with planning your sales quotas and also being able to make other kinds of investments after the cost have been covered. So break-even becomes an important financial objective for marketing as well. Now, we talk about communities and stakeholders, and I've already alluded to that, and this is a slide 517 that merely identifies that in uh, specific detail. 
And we know that there are various stakeholders that have an interest in the activities of the organization, whether they are customers or not. They may just be others. They could be civic leaders who are stewards of the community within which the company operates. Of course, our employees are important stakeholders and our suppliers and our customers have a direct stake, but we are also going to move towards um, societal objectives that address and consider the interests of stakeholders and communities that are not directly linked. We know for customers, suppliers, and employees, achieving the marketing and financial objectives will benefit them. But for civic leaders and other communities in the society, they may not find a benefit in our achieving marketing or financial objectives and therefore societal objectives offer a very valuable planning tool that is considered at the same time early in the planning of directions and setting of objectives while we set the marketing and financial objectives for the company. We also at the same time set societal objectives that can uh, build favorable relationships and a favorable opinion and reputation for the company and the brand among stakeholders and communities that are not directly linked. And so we understand that these stakeholders track the company, progress on key issues, and hold them accountable. And now we transition in slide into slide 518 to specifically address societal objectives for helping to build these communities and stakeholders who may not be directly linked into a favorable um, source of societal support. And so the societal objectives help to polish the company or brand image by highlighting the things that we do for various communities, uh, do for various stakeholders, and that are not related necessarily to marketing or to financial objectives, but that we do them out of the societal goodwill or corporate social responsibility. And then it shows the organization is doing something constructive about important issues. And of course, we know some of these key issues of green products, charitable donations, involvement in community projects, energy conservation, and issue awareness. And quite coincidentally, we are living through a unique opportunity in the corona pandemic virus for marketing uh, departments and organizations worldwide to actually leverage this as an opportunity for achieving societal objectives when so many are uncertain and going through harmful times, this would be an appropriate time for marketers to have societal objectives set that build uh, favor and goodwill with the brand and the company even when it is not directly related to selling products for marketing or financial objectives. We will see as we observe the media, how many of the leading brands are nimble enough to formulate societal objectives and plans and strategies that will elevate the reputation of their brand in these trying times. When we look at societal objectives, there is a practice called cause-related marketing, now slide 519, that you certainly have heard about in your principles course. 
But now we are lacking, linking it to a lack of societal coverage by the marketing and financial objectives. And that lack of complete societal coverage is compensated by, filled in by, setting specific societal objectives and specifically being precise in the causes that we are advocating on behalf of and championing, sometimes by letting employees volunteer, sometimes through financial support, sometimes through media and promotional and sponsorship, but in all ways linking it to a societal objective that caters to communities and stakeholders who do not have a direct link as customers, employees, uh, uh, networks of suppliers and um, intermediaries or even investors, that they are merely members of the societal community and their particular communities and stakes that they hold in the community as stakeholders. They hold particular stakes in issues and opinions and activities. We can cater to them through societal objectives, even though they are not directly linked to the organization. And so this is what we attempt to do. And cause-related marketing makes that attempt even more precise. And we ultimately will plan the cause-related strategies in the product element as a service. Also in distribution, we may offer our outlets or warehouse facilities in the case of a flood uh, for victims or an earthquake, and also specifically in promotion that promotes the causes that we are supporting. So the actual cause-related marketing planning occurs in the marketing mix, product, place, promotion, even price, offering free price, uh, uh, free products. Um, but we have to set the planning direction with objectives for societal communities through the cause-related efforts up front at the direction stage, even though they're actually, uh, that planning is completed in the marketing mix element strategies. We set the objectives, societal objectives for cause-related marketing uh, direction up front. Now we move into what I mentioned would be two secondary objectives after marketing, financial, and societal. And these have to do with planning marketing support, which includes customer service, but there will be separate and specific objectives that are set for customer service because it is so important in terms of supporting the marketing and financial objectives through interaction with customers. So internal marketing is a way to support we have to train our employees, make our employees aware of what's going on, and they will be better ready to support. That's one of the support objectives. And then the customer service gives a lot of details for pre-sale, before the sale. Service can be, be being done to identify and prospect for customers. During the sale and actual uh, purchasing and shopping experience, customer service becomes important to help and guide. And then after the sale, post-sale, it becomes most important to remain in touch and show that we care and address any um, minor 
challenges that have been encountered. So we can see what internal marketing is, and we talk about this as internal marketing, but it is really the HR management function. But internal marketing can be done. The marketing uh, staff can direct the HR staff with particular items for a newsletter, helping with web pages, helping HR with training, so that our marketing efforts will achieve their objectives. That would be the internal marketing. And then other internal marketing support objectives would be keeping the employees focused on customers, keeping the employees not just in the marketing department focused on customers and involved in the marketing effort. We have to market that. We have to gain the support of even our employees for each of the brand and company initiatives that are launched as strategy when we are planning the direction. We can plan ways to involve HR to motivate, inform, and incentivize our employees to help with the marketing support once the product or brand is launched. Customer service, as I mentioned, uh, is a quite important and it directly improves the success of uh, marketing mix strategies and in direction is where we have to allocate the resources and the training and the strategies and techniques for that effective customer service. We do not wait until after the marketing mix is formulated and the product is in the marketplace for customers to inquire about things. We formulate the product service objectives, excuse me, we establish the product service objectives up front before the marketing mix is formulated. And then the marketing mix with those customer service objectives can be tailored to support them with each element, product, place, promotion, and price. And there we have on slide 524, the types of specific customer service objectives we would set to meet the segment's needs that we target, to attract, retain, and satisfy customers. That means to attract them with products that are appealing and to retain them with uh, a consumption and benefits that make them loyal and to satisfy them with the service that occurs throughout their product and brand journey experience. And then we want to reinforce the product or brand with customer service, reinforce the positioning and image, the customer service personnel can remind and reinforce uh, what we have established in terms of our brand image and positioning as a favorable one. But if the interpersonal and interactions with customer service reinforce that, it further solidifies that positive image. And then, of course, as I've mentioned, these objective have, object, objectives have to be addressed up front in the planning of direction not after the marketing mix offering is in the marketplace. And we allocate the resources up front so that the amount of support from customer service is already available. There are cases, as this last bullet on service recovery, where um, we lose a customer. And in this case, service recovery means that we use customer service to uh, recover a customer that might be lost or to recover some of the service efforts that we should have done 
uh, in the beginning and was the reason why the customer left. So we have to uh, prepare sufficient resources to track customer satisfaction and even implement service recovery if needed. That is also a part of the customer service objectives that are within the marketing support objectives. Now we have completed the objective setting that is laying the benchmarks along the path of the direction we chose, whether it's growth, maintenance, or retrenchment. Each of those require benchmarks or way stations along the path that we have charted so that we can navigate that path by achieving objectives as stair steps along the way to fulfilling the direction for growth, maintenance, or retrenchment. And we know by review, we have three primary objectives, which are marketing, financial, and societal, including cause-related. And then we have two secondary objectives that deal with marketing support, whether it's for internal employee marketing and to improve marketing support through those objectives.